Hey y'all, it's your girl Malika with Drop a Truth with Malika. And today our episode is about the importance of learning about self-healing early in life. Our guest today is a special guest, Dr. Akasikasen, who is a natural physician and natural path doctor. She's going to drop plenty of jewels with us, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's get right into it. Welcome back, everybody. This is our second episode of Drop a Jewel with Malika, and it is my pleasure to bring to the stage, well, virtual, um, Dr. Akasika said, the founder of the RAR Natural Health and Education Center since 2005, which has been a staple in the community of Boston, and also I feel like a hidden jewel, but many of us do know about Dr. A and her work, but I'll allow you to get to know Dr. A today and talk about the importance of self-healing early in life. This is a very important topic for everyone right now. A lot of people are trying to figure out how to heal their self. They're, they're depressed. They're stressed. We're not eating right. We're not living right. And people are trying to figure out what to do. And I think hearing Dr. Akasikaset's story today will help us bring attention to some very important topics, but also what she's going to do today for us is drop some jewels on us that are so valuable and may transform transform your life for the better. So without further ado, Dr. Akasik said, how are you today? Thank you. For oh, thank you for having me, Malika. It's a pleasure to be here. And yes, we have jewels to drop. <laughs> yes, yes. It's around for a little while now. It seems like um, yesterday, but literally over 20 years now since I've been in the community. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Opened up the rock in 2005, but I've literally been over here for 20 years. Wow. You mm-hmm. know, to be in business that long in Boston, but in general, there's something, something you're doing right, right? Oh, absolutely. Everybody needs the, you know, needs the word. Everybody needs to hear and everybody needs to heal. And I and my practice is to teach people how to become their own doctor as a naturopathic doctor. You know, wow. so our, our job is basically to teach you how to how to become your own doctor. That's right. So yeah. Dr. A, if you don't mind, before we get into your story. I'd like to talk about your title, doctor, right? ND, right? Yes. Letters behind your name. Can you tell us more about what that means? We have several types of doctors in this world, and sometimes people are not sure what kind of doctor to go to or for what. So can can you tell us a little bit about what is an ND doctor? What does that stand for? And how does that, how do you get to that um, level of degree in your life? Okay. Well, first of all, for me, it was always about natural. I was brought up in Bermuda. Grandmother was a naturalist. Whenever I got sick, she said, go to the bush and bring me something, you know, to uh, for my healing. Right. So I grew up in the environment of, um, you know, just learning step by step from grandmother how to go to the bush. And when I got sick from doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, <laughs> like we all do. Okay. And then, you know, instead of going to the Western doctors, it was, let's go to the bush. Okay. And that le- that led me into, okay, now that I have a really good understanding of what that is and the Western medicine, then it was only um, natural for me to become a naturopathic doctor, which is one who goes to the bush and gets the live living foods for their healing. And that's simply what a naturopathic doctor is. We work one-on-one, hands-on with a person, which can, you know, inhale everything, all the modalities that go along with healing as far as massage and uh, chiropractic, you know, chakra balancing, the sound therapy, you know, the Reiki. It's a wide spectrum of things that we do. And I have titles in practically all of them besides the chiropractor. But, um, you know, having the title of, of so many hats, on the one umbrella is what a naturopath really is wow see i yeah. never, i never even knew knew that right oh and yeah so for for me you know when you, 
typically hear of doctor, especially for um, people who need to go to their, their to, to their um, medical center, we often hear, oh, go see your primary care doctor. But now it's good to know that there are different type of doctors that can exactly. help provide the medical care. What's the difference between a naturopath doctor and a, a primary care doctor? Is there a difference? Or allopathic, of, of course, major differences. Uh, for one thing, they treat they will diagnose your ailment and then treat you with the drug. I'm 100% uh, against um, the Western world drug. If you study what drug is, is literally is a poison and poison will end up, you know, being the detriment of yourself. So to me, it really doesn't make any, um, it has its place. When a person is really, really sick and they've gone too far, it has its place, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's why naturopaths are taught to teach you early in life how to heal yourself. Prevention is the key. Right. You know, your greatest cure is prevent it from happening to begin with. That's right. Okay. You know, so another thing that we uh, learn as naturopaths, naturopathic doctors, is herbalism and iridology along with the naturopathy. And that's how you become the actual doctor. You have to be a master of all three in order to become the naturopathic doctor itself or physician natural physician naturopathic doctor same thing okay so you don't just in order to become this doctor it's not just about going to the bush but there's education that goes along with this there's training this this what can you tell us a little bit about that what that looks oh, like absolutely uh, okay we're wondering um yeah <laughs> to be quite honest uh when i first decided to go to school again um, I started out as, you know, I went to one college fashion and was all into the fashion world, you know, and then it was um, not just hair design, but also fashion design, opened up my own center in Bermuda. So I've always been an entrepreneur, entrepreneur spirit, always sold something natural like uh, Shake Lease or some other product okay. that was on the market, always had the, you know, the natural mindset. But then going into um, learning more about self, it became more spiritual for me. Uh, whereas the more spiritually I became in mindset from many of my own health issues and having to go to a doctor, the first thing that actually happened uh, was having to have a C-section. Mm -hmm. And from the C-section, I, you know, was like, okay, come on now, I have to be, be cut, you know? And then I had the Western doctors left placenta in my body. So, okay, all the reasons why I'm not going back to them, <laughs> you know, was the things that happened along the way. Um, leaving placenta in my body practically killed me. I did come back to life after having a, a clinical death. And um, they pumped eight points of blood into my body. Eight points of blood to say our body only holds five. Um, on the fifth one, they gave me the wrong blood type. Okay, so all the reasons, again, why do I trust these people? Because I felt at this point, somebody's trying to kill me. <laughs> Somebody is literally trying to end my life from leaving the placenta to give me the wrong blood type. But God had my back, honestly. I know God had my back, and I'm, and I'm a survivor. Even when I came back uh, from the near-death experience, and they rushed me to the hospital and pump, pumped the blood into my body, I was in a state where I traveled through that tunnel and came back. See, I know God had touched me that day, you know? So when I came back, it was like, okay, I'm going to be a survivor. I'm going to survive this thing. So I have a really deep, profound belief in the divine, first and foremost, to know that you are the one who will not just cure yourself, but between you and God are the only two who can really cure you. You know, I can give you all the information in the world, but only you and God can do the work, right. wow. you know, so my story is deep, it's long, and it's, <laughs> we can go on for hours with this, but to say, bring it all the way back in as to what brought me to my place of naturopathy was, okay, I learned how to heal my body of uh, eight points of blood that was pointing to pump into my body, how to clean it, how to purify it, how to make it my own. And that was going back into the bush, going to the back to Eden, finding out what that herb was that's going to heal my body. Right. What is that herb that can 
purify the blood. And we're talking literally 39 years ago <laughs> that this happened when AIDS was on the rampage, you, you see. So that was the one thing that said, you need to purify that blood because you don't know whose blood this is. Right. You got to purify it. You got to make it your own. And I found the bush to Hebrew, wow. which is a Native American, came from the Native, Native American community, you know. And the way how they used it was for a spiritual enlightenment and and um, cleaning of the blood. So I before I even knew about um, the spiritual part, I was doing it for blood purification, but I also found my spirit changing, my my whole I'm nature um, yeah. character was changing, you know, into a, a higher vibration per se, a higher energy per se. The eye was opening per se, you know, the all seeing eye, you know, which led me to where I am today. Um, it just didn't, I just didn't stumble upon it. I walked into it head right. first with the belief and the faith that I know where I'm going. I know that this path is real and this path is enlightening and this path is about growth and this path would take me where I need to go in life authentically, that's you know? Right. And that's that's the realness of it is, is um, knowing that it's 100% real, wow. you know? So come, come again full circle is to, to say, okay, um, you healed yourself of something that was so dark, you know, left the island, went into Ohio and this is where I found my real spiritual family, the Asara Set Society. Okay. And to learn from them, everything I had experienced in Bermuda came full circle, you know, who my deities are and what what is my purpose and you know, that deeper stuff I found in Ohio. Okay. And so there goes my path in Ohio. And then I got the fibroid tumors that grew. This is another part of the healing process. The fibroid tumors grew to like a grapefruit size. And with them growing to that size, starts bleeding. So here comes the bleeding again. From so you, the, had, you had fibroid tumors the size of a grapefruit? Two of them. Two? Two. Wow. And right. so you were able to cleanse yourself and, and rid this tumor out of your body. Exactly. So the whole bleeding piece was also from the hemorrhaging from that um, placenta left my body, right? That was the first episode of bleeding. Mm -hmm. The second episode was from these tumors. And every time I saw blood, it was like, okay, here comes some ne another bleeding episode. My bleeding was just not bleeding. It was hemorrhaging bleeding. You know, right. the kind of bleeding where you would never wear anything white <laughs> in public ever, right? Wear something red. <laughs> wow. But, you know, it was scary. It really was scary. But then I knew, too, that I got this. You know, all I need to do was go back to the, to my God and find my answers. So I did a lot of deep, you know, deep digging deep searching. And when I found my answer, it was, okay, girl, you got to go back and clean out that body, go back to the bush. And, you know, I found a doctor up in uh, Natural, um, Sacramento, California. He was the first person I found who led me into alkaline in the body, you know, purging out the system. So my venture became, let's clean out. Let's go deep. Let's, don't play with this, go deep, deep, deep. And that's what I did. It took me two and a half years of fasting, but my fasting was alkaline foods, right? Alkaline foods, every every three months or so, we do a deep, no food for two weeks kind of thing. Um, I also got introduced to doing the, not colonics at the time, but animals at the time. Three in the morning, three at night, take these herbs, no food, just fast, right? Mm -hmm. Two and a half years later, the tumor that was a grapefruit size now, if I was told don't eat cooked food at that time, it might have taken me six months instead of two and a half years, right? Mm -hmm. So those tumors that was grapefruit size shrunk down to the size of a piece of liver and fell out my body. Wow. Literally shrunk down to practically nothing and fell out. So when that happened, I took this thing up. Of course, it scared me like a piece of, you know, some kind of organ falling out the body. It was like, okay, what the heck this, you know, so picked it up, bottled it up, took it to the doctor, and um, he couldn't tell me. Western doctor could not tell me what this was. So I called up my naturopath up in Sacramento, California, 
And he says, oh, congratulations. I know how hard you've been working. You just lost your tumor. Okay. I said, what? Listen, behind these tumors, I had three miscarriages. Now, that was the real hurtful part about it was losing three children, you know, and um, but I still knew that I will recover. I will give birth again. But the doctors were so saying, no, you need to remove your uterus. You need to um, if if you don't remove the tumor in the uterus, it can turn into a cancer. So instead of that scaring me to get the uh, uterus removed, it actually scared me into doing my cleaning deeper. So it scared you to do the right thing as far as it like- It scared me into doing the right thing, exactly. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm just reverse. I'm not going to feed into what they say. At this point, I had no trust in them whatsoever. I'm believing if, if I go to the hospital, I may not come out. <laughs> you know, that was my take. You take my uterus, you may take my life. <laughs> so that was no option for me. I'm sorry, no. No option for me to, to do that. So when the tumors came out, couple of months later, again, I'm, I was like fertile myrtle, okay? Easy to get pregnant, but very hard to, to maintain and hold on to that child for three months. Right. Three months, I miscarried every time. And the time after I got rid of the tumors was probably about eight months later, got pregnant again. And this time, because the tumor was gone, I knew I was going to have my baby girl. You know, already had my baby boy. But yeah. the baby girl comes 10 years later. Wow. wow. And so I, and what I did again was my self-care, you know, laid, took, relax more, yeah. you know, stayed in bed more. Whenever I saw a little, little sighting of blood, it was like, okay, we, we're not going to let that scare you. Just relax and let that flow, you know, right. until I gave birth to her. Wow. Literally. And she's definitely a blessing. <laughs> she's definitely a blessing. She's she's my miracle child, you know? Yes. And when I walked into the doctor's office seven months later, it was like, okay, Miss Pina, um, you know, that's my title at the time. They said, oh, we're going to have to put you on emergency care. You know, I said, honey, I've been on emergency care for seven months. All I need you to do is help me have this baby and that's it. <laughs> you know, so... That was it for me. And then shortly after I gave birth to her, 18, no, not even 18 months, 14 months later comes my my third child, who was another blessing in disguise. And but he was my, oh, where you come from? <laughs> I don't call him a oopsie, he's just another miracle. Right. You know? So so Dr. A, these are all miracle stories, but these stories that you're the story that you share me. Um, uh -huh. our audience is not new to many women who are facing similar struggles or challenges. One of the things you mentioned is you started to be more on a self-care. Can you uh -huh. tell me what that, what was different about the life you were living to the point to where you got the self-care? Why is self-care important? What did self-care do for you? Okay. First of all, I, as a young person, um, was carefree, always had a free spirit, always done what I wanted to do, go to bed, <laughs> you know, living the life of, of a teenager or a young adult in the fashion world. That's what we do. And I literally had my own fashion agency. Uh, we were in the nightlife. We were in the entertainment world. We were in the newspaper. We were on television. We were in the nightclubs. We were doing fashion shows for the premiere Bermuda. You know what I mean? We were in the mix. <laughs> so in the mix means you are going to be in kind of a negative mix as well. This is where the alcohol, the drugs, you know, everything else that comes that can be negative, even people can be in your mix. Mm -hmm. So being in that, in that vibration, which I always see that as a very low vibration, Mm -hmm. um spiritually there's there's no space no place for a spirit to even dwell there mm -hmm. i believe that i was captured by spirit because that was not my my mission in life mm -hmm. you know when i say i was captured i was there was an intervention that took place a very spiritual intervention that took place with me so i feel that yeah i was blessed in a different kind of way because i always paid attention and followed spirit to where it had to take me. And that's just another deeper end of the story 
spiritual story. You know, I'm not any special than anybody, but I do know that spiritually I've been protected. To say escape, escape the negative and mature into the positive and know that the light was so bright on the other end. I went so deep in a dark hole, in a dark place to say there is no, no, you know, darker place to go or no other place to go, but up into the light. And when the light catched me, it was like, okay, I'm not going back there. <laughs> no way I'm going back there, you so, know? So so this this light that you follow, so you're telling me that you were in, it sounded like you was in a lit lifestyle, right? Like nowadays we would call that, you was lit, <laughs> you know? No, we, I was lit. I was <laughs> definitely lit. You, we would say you were lit. Different type of light though. But, um, <laughs> so... So, but some of the things that you mentioned too was just the people. Like it was sound like food, drugs, not drugs, but alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah, drugs was there. All these can't escape that. It was all there. Was the people? So part of part of the self care was changing uh, everything. Changing, changing the whole environment, changing the people that you hang out with. Yeah. But you know, again, there's there's it was the element of, um. The growth, the young people growth cycle, what young people go through, mm-hmm. you know, is is to say, why not start this early in life? The reason why you start this early in life so that you have the understanding, first of all, of what's good and what's bad for the body, for your temple. Are yeah. you going to put drugs in your temple? Are you going to put alcohol in your temple? If it is a temple, are you going to go around calling yourself a God and, and devour your body of toxins? Okay. No, <laughs> you know, because you hear so many young people, I'm a god, you know, and convicted that I am a god or I'm a goddess. Hold up, y'all. Not until your body's that temple that God dwells in is clean and pure that you, I would say, you can call yourself a goddess or a god. Right, right. Okay. So, Work to do. So, so doctor, it, it's kind of hard for many people would look, hear this story and say, that sounds great. But how, they, maybe they can't see their self, you know, changing their life in this way. But one of the things you mentioned is starting earlier, starting younger. Mm-hmm. What are some things that people can do to make changes in their life to kind of protect this temple, to start in the earlier ages? Like you said, being a natural path is more about prevention. A lot about It's a lot about prevention. So what are some things that, like someone who's trying to make that transition but just can't seem to, you know, the environment's not the best or the food's not the best or they don't have the, whatever it may be. What, how can someone start? I would say um, pretty much it, it is, it is a tug of war with your spirit when it comes to getting rid of your habits, you know, because the way how, especially America, is you know you got to grow your own fruits and vegetables um where in the winter time is impossible to do here in um, boston anyway um it's a matter of that consciousness again is understanding what it's going to take to even um go from a toxic environment to a holistic one most I noticed from you know the work that I've done for the past 20 years that most people are indulging in the toxic fast food industry, even for the children. And that's because I understand um, you know, things are expensive for young for young people, especially. They find that fast food is quick, easy, and I have to work two jobs in a lot of cases and I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot. You know, I've had some really serious cases where 10-year-olds, six-year-olds have come with serious digestive system issues and had to get operated on, you know, really bad uh, scenarios. But when I asked the parent, well, what is the child eating? Well, grandmother's there with who brought the mommy and, and the grandbaby, right? To say, well, tell the truth, mom. Tell her what you're doing. Says, well, I I." get McDonald's, I get Burger King for her, I get Kentucky Fried Chicken for her. When I ask the question, why? She says, well, that's what she wants. 
I'm like, okay, that's what she wants, but who's the mother? Who's the mother? Well, I'm tired when I come from work. You know, that's what I get. I'm tired when I get from, come home from work, but you're still not too tired to say, hey, head of lettuce, some onions, peppers, mushrooms, that don't take nothing to say cook. You don't have to cook that at all. All you do is pull it out the bag, you know, throw something in the blender. But that's not what she's used to, and that's not what she wants. So you have to find the alternative. Mm -hmm. So what's the alternative for even meat, the meat eaters, you know? It is a vicious, very vicious cycle, you know, trying to switch from the standard American diet to a holistic diet because we're taught it from birth is what I'm pretty much saying. Right. We are taught this um, this really bad scenario from birth. So now we have to unwean out of it. You right. got to wean yourself from the cravings of these toxic food because a lot of people don't even know it's toxic. They, a lot of these kids that haven't seen a real vegetable. <laughs> and that's the sad part about it. They don't even know what a vegetable is because they're in these fast food places, you know? So when we used to have um, Boston Police Department come to the RAW and sit with us and bring their group of kids to the center, you know, they were like from eight years old to 16, you know, after school program. I would test their saliva to see how acidic they were. There were maybe five out of the 15 whose saliva was still green at that age group. The rest of them were between a light green to almost orange, yellow to orange color, which is very acidic. For that age, it's, that's ridiculous, you know? So I'm, I order, automatically know who's eating what. One who comes with green, I know they're eating fruits and veggies. Those that's coming up with orange to yellow, I know they're in McDonald's. They're eating so much acid, it's ridiculous. So doing the program with them, some of those kids say, you know what? That's why it's important to get this information early. Some of those kids say, I'm going to go home and tell my mother I want to eat vegetables. Right, that's right. You know, so it's, that's why it's important to get this information early in life. Right. So just even starting earlier, just, just introducing your children to different Yes, houses, right? in elementary school. Right. Introduce right. them early. Then they would say, mother, I've heard it. Mother, I would like to eat more fruits and, and vegetables. And these kids nowadays is different. So they will definitely let you know. Like they can. Yes. Because so, my own children will say, well, mom, you say, well, this is not, we shouldn't be eating that. Why are we eating yes. that? Yes. There, there you go. So, so, so the kids are very intelligent, but um, let me let me say this now. So some parents are like, "Well, I'm gonna get some vegan meat. I'm gonna get some <laughs> vegan food," and sometimes they get the vegan food. But sometimes, tell me the difference between what you your program and and the lifestyle that you recommend, the foods that you recommend as a naturopath doctor versus the new vegan trend. So my question is thinking about. These parents who are saying, okay, well, I know it's a hard shift to change my diet, not even just a parent, but more so just anyone who wants to make that shift. And now they're seeing, hey, vegan everywhere, vegan this, vegan this, or vegetarian, the marketing, right? And they say, okay, I'm going to try all these products. What's the difference between your recommendations of naturopath, right? And what we're seeing now, What what's going on with that? Is that a good option for for folks if they want to follow the holistic diet or is that something the same as eating meat can you share anything about that well of course <laughs> there are levels and levels and levels and levels to veganism you know there's um the vegetarians who who still I would say, first of all, what, what is a vegetarian? What is a vegan? A vegetarian is still doing all kinds of um, cooked vegan foods. And some of them are still doing even fish and saying they're vegetarian. Um, in, my, in my book, if you're a vegetarian, you're doing vegetables. And not just vegetables that are cooked, but vegetables that are coming out of the garden, you know, created by your own hand, preferably. You know, the vegans are not doing anything with milk, cheese, or eggs, you know. Um, they're not partaking of any of that whatsoever. 
But then it's to say, okay, you're not partaking of the egg, milk, and cheese, but you're still eating the beans, the rice, the pasta, the bread. And some of those things may even have, again, milk or, you know, um, something in that, that they probably shouldn't say the veganism or vegan if they're still taking up those types of food. Um, when you see the veggie burgers, it's still processed. The, mm -hmm. the vegan, the so-called vegan cheese, the so-called vegan, anything that's in a package is going to help preservatives. So you got to get the preservatives such your life. You got to get the packaged food such your life. You got to go into the supermarket and really look at what you're buying, you know, to say that's vegan or vegetarian even. Because the mindset of vegan vegetarian is to be more conscious in what you're eating, including the herbicides, the fungicides, the pesticides, and the dyes, and the preservatives, right? Mm -hmm. So how can you um, say you, you're on the next level if you're still eating those foods? And that's why even vegans get sick. And the reason why they will get sick is because even high eating those foods, they're undigestible. When you say undigestible, um, they're processed. So it becomes undigestible. Beans are undigestible to begin with. You know, so we shouldn't be consuming so many beans either. You know, um, again, we go back into even Dr. Savi's teachings. You know, Dr. Savi is one of my teachers from 2005 that I took to Bermuda. And oh, you know, you know, Dr. Savi? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I knew Dr. Savi. I know you do. But I, I, think, <laughs> I think people need to know that because you, oh, have, yeah. you, you were taught, but this is one of your teachers, right? So absolutely. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I took Sabi to Bermuda in 2005. He was with us for a week. He done um, lectures in two schools, my high school and another, another school on the other end of the island. So we have the opportunity to really sit with him and pick his brain, you know, and um, get a, a good understanding of the hybrid issue, which was another reason why I dug a little deeper because it was even the so-called Sabians today, they also do a lot of cooked food. Cooked food is not meant for your healing. First of all, if you're trying to really heal your body, mm -hmm. if you're transitioning, yes, you can do the Sabi cooked food. <laughs> but if you're trying to heal your body, then you have to go raw. That's why I say there's levels to getting well. You will never be able to cure yourself of a cancer eating even the non-hybrid, you know, what we call alkaline cooked food. Because even those foods are dead. Mm -hmm. By the time you put it in the pot, you've lost the protein. You've lost a lot of the nutrients. Versus doing it raw, you're pulling those foods right out of the garden into your blender, blend it down, you still have your nutrients, it's still alkaline. Your right. body can purge, your body can get well on that type of food. That's why I say there's levels to this. If you're just transitioning from, you know, um, a meat eating diet into a vegetarian, um, you know, diet, okay, there's the, the level is transition into the vegan meats, if, you, if that can help you, but don't get stuck there. Okay. Don't stay there because now you have to transition out of the processed vegan meats. Right. You have to transition out into transition out of that into now transitioning out of the so much cooked vegan food into the raw. Right. So when, once you get to the lo the raw level is to say you don't have to go 100% raw, but you can do at least 80% raw and 20% not even cooked down or fried, but now steamed. Steam it, season it, make it delicious. You know, and my whole thing too is make it delicious, I can eat anything. As long as it's raw and delicious. You know, we make pizzas, we make brownies, we make cakes, we make all kinds of things on living food workshops that you wouldn't even believe it's raw. Okay. So 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 Dr. A, so um my my videographer just said that pizza is not fast food. So is 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 pizza a safe option as far as if you want to have that natural path um, diet? It, you know, if you want to be on that diet, would that be an okay option? What kind of pizza are you talking about? 
I'm just, I'm just trying. Because <laughs> you know, my pizza is so, not pizza coming from Papaginos or, your or pizza Domino's or <laughs> average pizza. What would that look like? What's the okay. difference? All right. So pizza, um, again, they're they're making vegan pizzas with cauliflower. Um, the cauliflower vegan pizzas, I even say, look at the ingredients in that because you're going to find maybe some wheat flour or some white flour even in that. Mm -hmm. You know, so read, read what's in the package. Mm -hmm. I don't eat that. My vegan pizza is going to be something that I dehydrated in the dehydrator, like flax seeds. Okay. okay. You make your crust with the flax seeds okay. and then, or even spout. You can use the spout um, flour, sprouted spout is really good as well. Um, there's other options, you know, but my main thing would be to make pizza. You're talking flax seed, flax seeds. Okay, as so sprout it in a dehydrator. So totally different process. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I'm telling you, we we would show you how to create it in the uh, liver food workshops. We make the Brazil nut pate taste like tuna fish. Okay, mm. we make um the the tomato sauce with sun dried tomatoes, the little cherry tomatoes. You know, um it's homemade tomato sauce. Then we make our grind it down veggies, the onions, mushrooms, peppers, grind it down so it is digestible. You don't have to crunch, crunch, crunch and chew, chew, chew forever. You grind it down to a state where it's already digestible. Put some sprouts on top of that. And I'm telling you, spread your Brazil nut pate on top of that. It's like a fat of cheese. Okay. Delicious. Delicious, you know? Well, totally different pizza. But what about someone who likes, I love cheesecakes. I love cheesecakes. But I've also tried the cheesecake that you made, the raw cheesecake. What's the difference? Because some people are like, well, I like my sweets, right? People like sweets. Can you still well, live this lifestyle and have that, that part of your life? Can you, you, have to, you have to just really get creative. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're trying to do a healing, holistic lifestyle change diet, which I actually don't call it a die, it, I call it a live it. Okay. Because now we're we're eating to live, okay. not eating to die. You know, cooked food is dead. You're living to die. That's why it's called a standard American diet. Raw food is now living food, live it. Right? You have a choice. Live or die. <laughs> well, clean is dead. I, I get it. So 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 Dr. A, so what can what can people do right now? Because someone could watch this video and say, feel bad. Like, I, I'm not there. I'm never, or feel like they'll never get to that point where they can start healing themselves or find ways to be proactive or, or preventative of, and take measures to help their health. What? Okay. So a person who is not there, you have, it's, nobody said it's going to be easy at all, right? It took me, real digging to want my health. I wanted it. If you want it, you're going to search it out. You're going to go looking for it and you're going to find it. There's a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of misinformation out there. You will get confused behind a lot of so-called health information out there. It's so confusing. It was so confusing for me to begin with. I pulled through my hands up in the air. It's like, okay, it's too many teachers out here teaching this way, that way. But I did find that even with the naturopathic um, Western world, they teach you how to heal by organ parts, mm. right? This organ, that organ, you're going to detox your liver, detox your heart, detox your brain, detox your colon, detox that separately instead of combined. Holistically. Holistically. Okay. Now, this is what Dr. Sabi, going to the African medicine, would teach you. Okay, you your body is whole. Your body is one. You cannot just attack one part of your body at a time. You got to attack your whole body system. You got to clean out from your colon. As you're cleaning out your colon, that's why I went into colon hydrotherapy. Because one thing I did even learn from detoxing and cleaning my body for so long when I finally had a colonic was how the heck is all of this mess still coming up my body on another level? 
part the whole thing because when I as as a as a social worker or as, when I meet with people as a therapist you know sometimes people come in with different type of issues right sometimes I work with people who are depressed but have anxiety and I said okay let's work on these things but if they go back to the same environments well it stays the same or if there's some health issues there I can't just ignore those health issues and just focus on anxiety so in order for right. me to kind of work with people I have to look at the whole person, right? The yeah. whole person in the environment. So the, the psychological, the emotional, the health. I'm not a doc, I'm not a medical doctor in that say, but I have to know what's going on with your health. Because if you're right. happy, and you probably would be not in the best emotional state, right? So we have to look at these things holistically as from the work I do. So why absolutely it's not hard for me to digest that if I want to work on my body, because if what I recognize is something's off. If one thing is off, everything else is off. That's right. It sounds like it's a lot about finding balance. It's a lot about getting the maximum nutrients and benefits out of the food. Let me let me, let me give you my take on the whole um, mental piece. Mm -hmm. Okay. When it comes to mental health, a person who has got um, depression, and, you know, even the nervous, the, the um, anxiety, nervousness, and, you know, that piece, your, your head is not separated from your body. Right. So when you clean out your system, the first thing a person who's depressed or who's got anxiety, nervousness, they're cleaning not just their, their colon out, which is the, the toxic levels of, of um poisons in their in the colon it's also in your bloodstream it's also in your lymphatic fluids so when you purge all of the toxins toxins of your body from the fecal the lymph the blood etc your your whole mental state changes wow. i hear when they get off my colonic bed oh i feel better <laughs> <laughs> meaning I mentally feel better. You understand? It's the whole body. I've treated these people for years. When they get, even myself, I can say that I went through a state of, you know, mental something that was just not right. The minute I got into that place of purity, meaning clean, detox, flush out and heal, all that was gone, completely gone. So it's all together. Everything worked. The body is so beautiful. That's right. It yeah. Yeah. And that's the magic of it. That's what we call the, the miracle of it. You know, the miracles happen every single day when people take the initiative to do the work for themselves. Right. You have to do, you have to find the strength. You have to find your willpower. You got to get that to the gut, you know, that gun wholeness to say, I'm going to do this for myself. Nobody can do this for you but you. That's right. You've got to do it for, I did it. I went gun hole with it. I right. knew that this temple had to be healed. And when they said cancer to me, I'm like, oh, we don't do cancer. We don't <laughs> do tumors. We don't do that. Let me cancer. do what I got to do to get me well. Cancer is an op, <laughs> as they call yeah. it nowadays. So, yeah. so, so Dr. A, all right. So, I know we could talk about this all day. I mean, okay. I mean, I know we just vibe. Look, we wear the same colors today anyway. So, I <laughs> but here's a part of the show I want to ask you, right? So you, you, you've said a lot of very valuable information and, you know, people can listen to this information and do their own research. They can, you know, find, they can find out and contact you for more information and, and do a consult or, or just kind of look into alternative Wait, traditional medicine, right? But mm -hmm. what would you say of all that you shared today? What would you say is the jewel? What is the jewel that you want to drop? If you could just say it in a couple of sentences or a couple of words, I'm going to throw my timer right here. We got time. Okay. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> um, it goes down to the fact that the standard American diet is 80% acidic. Okay. 
I go back into the God vibe where I say, God created us as alkaline people. When you spin the cup and you check your saliva and you see how acidic it is, then you must stop eating acid. Then you want to pick up off of our website, rawhealing.com, and figure out what are the alkaline foods. You'll find that under the, the hybrid page, by the way, and it's all informational. It's on there. It's all about alkaline food. And that's what you work with, alkaline foods that are raw. Get your body back into an alkaline place because the pH of the of the blood when we're born is 7.4. That's where you have to remain every single day of your life. 7.4, you will be well. I'm telling you, that is the, the when I when my clients come in, I tell them, if you didn't get anything else from our conversation today, please take that with you. Remember that. Test yourself. And if you are off range, then get yourself back in range. <laughs> it's that simple. Which yeah. means it brings us back to the water. Why are we out here drinking this acid toxic water? We're all drinking. I see everybody walking around with, you know, acid water all day long. Well, yeah, that's a carcinogen. What's a carcinogen? Something that's going to kill you. Wow. So why are we doing it? Well, it's alkaline water in a um, BPA bottle, BPA-free bottle. No, they put BPS in the BPA to make it a BPA-free. Is, oh. is that not trickery? That's why it's up to you now to say, I'm going to purge, detox, clean my water, clean my food, clean my ear, my surroundings, and be as pure and clean as I possibly can on the inside and outside. That's how deep it is in this world today. You guys have it the worst than anybody else. You know, this is, this is all... And we have to stay on top of our, our A-game. We didn't have it as bad as you all do. We didn't have the herbicides, the fungicides, the, you know, we didn't have the biotech, the genetic modified, the, the hybrid. We didn't have that. It's, it's constant. So It came 40 years ago. I'm 65 in August, you know? Yeah. We didn't have it when, and then I got hit by the time I was 18, so I might have ate it for like maybe three years in between. <laughs> but then, you know, because I was already introduced to good food, I seeked out good food for years. But you, but you, so, so, wow. I mean, but you came up on this food, but a lot of, like you said, a lot of people have it bad because they, they don't even know the difference between certain fruits and vegetables. So um, this you is- You have to stick it out. Yeah. You right. really have to stick it out. And thank God I was guided to seek it out. That's right. You know, I, I was just one of the people who was guided into seeking out what is a hybrid, what is a biotech, what is genetically modified, and why are they creating this Frankenstein food? What are they what are they trying to do to us? They trying to calcify my pineal gland? What are they trying to do? Right. Now we're going I mean, to <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm just a very old, old school kind of hippie girl, okay? <laughs> now we're going on to a whole nother part too. <laughs> I'm going into underground railroad kind of stuff. That's who I am. I, I'm coming back as Harriet Tubman herself, okay? I'm about to bring us all back. She said I could have saved a thousand more. Well, honey, that's what it's about, saving us. Saving some lives. You know, I really love to do a part two on this because the next, the next part of this conversation, I know where it's going, and I want to be able to give our audience plenty of time to hear that part because that's a powerful message and I think some people are feeling what you're saying maybe they don't believe everything and that's okay but and that's okay but honey I know that when I get my test done my arteries are clean and clear behind <laughs> the work that I've been doing and my theme is if you eat it flush it out your body don't let it sit there for years and years and years for the doctor to say, okay, now you've activated those cancer cells that you didn't even know you had in your body. Yes, we all have cancer cells. We have over a million cancer cells that, yes, the carcinogens from meat, first of all, all flesh food is a carcinogen. It's your uric acid, right? Uric acid is a carcinogen. As soon as you bake it, boil it, fry it, cook it, eat it, it is a carcinogen. That's why you hear people, I'm vegan. You know, I haven't eaten flesh in 35 years. Why? Because it is a cancer cause and agent. And why do I clean out and flush up my body every quarter? Because I don't want the mucus, inflammation, and acid to pull, pull me down 
At 65, I have no aches and pains in my joints at all. <laughs> Yo, 65 years old. You know what, Dr. A? I, I met you years ago and I, I you don't age. So that, that I didn't want to say, well, how old are you? But you already put it out there. And yeah. now in August the 20th, I will be 65. I am uh, opening up my center downstairs. So I'm revamping everything in the rock in my in my home to for just the studio, right? So it's gonna be an open house on August the 20th and my birthday celebration. Okay, so you better be here. <laughs> oh, so so Dr. A, can we come to you? Can we come to you for part two so we can give the people a, a visual of how this absolutely, thing works? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you dropped plenty okay. of news today, and you know the people can take this information and do their research, but take this information and do something with it, and that's the. And if you want to go online, my website is all about what you can do, yes. you know, from how I healed myself, watch, you know, read my story, Dr. A's story from where I came from to where I am to how to create your foods. It's all on the website. There's recipes there. There's the shopping list there. There's, you know, what the importance of fasting, how to fast, how to clean out your body. It's all on my website. All you know, right. the book is on the website. <laughs> Well, you I'm know, it's been erected many years ago, but it's never changed either yet. It's yes. time to update, but it's all there for you. It's been there for some time. And yeah. before we end, can I ask you, can you tell us what your name means? My name, uh, okay, first of all, I was born Barbara, ba, and I say not Barbara, but Barbara. Baba means the soul, Ra is the life force energy. So I say the double, the double soul of Ra. So I've been, my mother's been monitoring that name forever. So she's been awakening that Ra side of me forever. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm the way I am. But then I was gifted with the name Ake Sikasat over 30 years ago, which means one who submits to the will of God and come out here to serve, to give back that what I have received myself. Wow. That's what your names are so powerful and i think people need to hear the power in the name as well um, that's right yeah so dr a yeah so it's no mistake <laughs> and so you know it's been a pleasure to have you on our show i can't wait for your birthday celebration in part two we're coming to you so look out for us and I, i'll leave all your information for all, all my viewers to kind of take a look at if they want to get in contact with you and leave the door open for that thank you and so i appreciate you having us thank you thank you so much peace okay. love joy happiness and prosperity that's right thank you much what love much love <laughs>